Hey guys, welcome to another episode of MC Anime. MC here. And again, I'm with my co-host, Leah. How's it going? It's good, it's good. Um, I I didn't sleep well last night, so today has been like a half-lucid dream. Uh, so that's uh-huh. either going to be really, really good for for like my commentary, or it's going to be like really mm. bad. We'll we'll see by the end of the video. What a dream full of sugar plums and everything nice? No, it was that like you, like you're not fully asleep, but you're not also fully awake. Like, and I the, the oh. stupid thing was it was just because I I was like hmm it's a little chilly and I refused to get out of bed for thirty seconds to change the air. So instead, I just messed up like eight hours of sleep. It's fine. <laughs> Totally fine. <laughs> well, <laughs> there you go. Yep. This this was self-inflicted. Well, this it's totally cool. Topic, at least you don't have to worry about your sleep being deprived in the uh, realm of darkness. So. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. So, with that going, this particular episode is uh, Thor, Love and Thunder Review, the movie. And we will give our opinions about it how it played out to expectations of the movie and what we liked about it. And overall going over the lore, see if the comic adaptation of the movie did its part. Yeah. And of course, granted, if you haven't seen the movie, um, there will be spoilers ahead. Uh, I'm sure most people know that if they've clicked on the video, but just in case. We will be talking about actual spoilers now that the film's been out for a little bit now. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess to kick it off, do you want to talk about how the movie made you felt? Did you like it? Alright, so the movie that made me felt, I think... Okay. Usually, most of these movies, typically, you introduce to the antagonist early on, and you have the fight with them early on. The movie, however, the fight wasn't until, like, later in the movie. So the anticipation for the fight was actually really well done for the much of wait time that we had to see them actually do a beginning fight. Do you think so? They, yeah, oh. I, mean, they, I mean, they okay. They did a lot to up it up, set up the what's at stake. What is like you're being lured over here, and it's a trap and all that other stuff. But like, usually you get introduced to the villain, like, and the main character, like thirty minutes, and they actually fight, and then they have a scuffle, and they go away. But that didn't really happen. It was like there wasn't really a fight. They ran well, away and just captured the children. Yeah, yeah. I mean, was they didn't the have the classic couple. They okay. He used a discretion to get the kids. Yes. So the main fight was really the creatures that was summoned from the Necro Sword with the God Butcher. Yes. So that's that scruffle. 
but not the main scuffle with the main with the main antagonist. Oh yeah, of course not. I mean, and I think in most Marvel movies, the big fight doesn't come until the end. Um, but they well, did. Fight I'm not talking about the big fight. I'm talking like you you see the character fight with you like directly. They did. They fought him, but they they didn't do anything. He ran away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, no, I understand that. I'm saying they did actually. Him and Thor did actually fight though for like two seconds. Um, but then he did that weird tentacle thing where he was like trying to touch his his axe, and it got blown away. Yeah, it was very very short. But I think I think in the context of what they were trying to make happen. It was a smart way to draw the the movie out compared to yeah, like they drew it out, but like the way they drew it out was actually really well done. They set it up really but for the major fight. Usually the main Marvel movies, the typically they have like two or three fights. And this one was like two main fights and one fight introducing what was going on. Since that Thor never knew the God Virtue, they set up the main tension with the kidnapping of the children in the uh, New World Asgard. Yeah, I'm trying to... I'm, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying to think of, like... I don't know. Cause I'm trying to think Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't remember them fighting or interacting with the main... Bad, big bad until ha- like probably hit that halfway okay. point. And I'm also okay. trying to think like what? maybe Iron? The Gods of the Galaxy was weird. The Gods of the Galaxy were in Gore's backstory, what was going on, and it was the effects of the God Butcher on the world that they were at at that time. No, no, I'm saying their movies in general. Like I was trying to think back to other Marvel movies where they interact yeah. with the bad, like the bad guy in the first 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I know Captain America for sure. Um, I mean, the Avengers, okay, if you look at the Avengers, Loki, where they introduced in the beginning and the big fight was towards the end. Yes, that is very true. So, Hulk, the military, they kept being a persistent threat. The first Thor movie was literally. Thor's banishment and Loki being a part of it. Oh, uh, no! Yeah, uh, I guess you could count that as fair. I was, I was trying to think. I was, I was like, do, do they fight them really in the first thirty minutes? I thought normally I'm thinking that they get like a hint that they exist. But I can't remember. They go back. Uh, we also have the other Thor movie. Uh, oh, the elf one? The dark world? Not the elf one. It was the, I think the last one. The third one. Oh, Ragnarok? Oh, yeah, Ragnarok. Right. No, Rag- Rag- Ragnarok is a really good one. Yeah. We get introduced to Hela. She smashes Mjolnir to pieces. Loki can't do nothing. They better escape. Like, they're escaping from her. Yeah, so no, that's true. Guy for the main guy. So, so is it more of a did, did, isn't that more of a trend then of them like kind yeah, of meeting up and hustling and then someone runs off? 
I think I think the Thor movies have established that it's either the bad guy running away or the good guys run away to regroup to face the bad guy. Yes, that that is, that is a very consistent trend. It's every single time. And it, it, I do think yeah. it's weirder, though, in this one. I think he realized mm-hmm. he was outnumbered, but also at the same time, he didn't realize there were two Thors. And I was just like, "What's the, okay, this whole convoluted, like, take the children plan doesn't really need to happen because you don't have to lure just Thor there. You could take Jane. You're really take either one of them. Because okay. both, both, both what he was thinking weapons. if he took the children, he didn't know about taking Jane or the king. He took the children because he was using what he knows is that if you take the children, you cause chaos, you cause conflict, and you cause confusion. There's like yes. the mogul. You know what? You know what? We'll come. We'll we'll come back to this one because it honestly is one of the things that I thought was like once it's 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 a theory in my head that seems like he it would have made more sense for him. But yeah. But besides that, so you like that, you know, they they had their kind of like encounter or you did it or you didn't like it when they had their first encounter and then the story off. I actually didn't mind them actually not like officially engaging. It didn't bother okay. me. The way they did it was actually really well done because typically if you don't do the main engagement, then you need to do a distraction. They use a distraction. They attack the new Asgard. Children were actually the target the entire time. And the children got taken away and it caused all the chaos. And... See, the God Butcher, if you want to hit the God where it hurts, you take the children that the gods supposed to represent. So the children are taken away as an effort to get Stormbreaker and reveal that they need Stormbreaker to get to eternity. Yes. So it causes the a god to fight for his people to get him back. How you lower god? You take the constituents where the god is supposed to be. If they care enough, the God will go to you. Hypothetically. No, not in the current current scheme of other gods depicted in the movie. But Thor is a little bit different. And I think think the God Butcher knew that Thor was different, so he went for a different tactic to get him the Stormbreaker. I don't necessarily think that he thought Thor was different in a good way. I think he just he needed the weapon. Like, I liked the movie. I liked how yeah. it was done. It was fun. It was yeah. the new way that they, they're they kind of doing um, Thor's character and the way that yeah. they've kind of evolved him. I think the storyline mm-hmm. worked out really well. I liked how it ended. Because um, it took him... It, this, this also was something that I thought was, like... I thought it was cute and kind of fun, but it literally took them until, like, the last line of the movie to... Um, to say the name of the movie. Um, yeah. Because usually everyone does the like family guy, Peter Griffin thing. So when they say the name of the movie, you're like, hey, they said it. They said it. But you, you had to literally wait until the very end of the movie for them. They were like, and they were called Thunder. And you're like, oh, there it goes. Whew, now I can leave happy after I watch these end credits. Um, so I like 
I like the pacing of the story. I I did enjoy the fact that they they had like the gall and like the strength to decide to kill off a character, but in a more meaningful way than what we're used to. Because typically it's like the thing that kills them is you know otherworldly or whatever or something like supernova you know snapping on the glove with the infinity stones um getting impaled being a sorcerer Mm -hmm. getting crushed by things but in this one it was literally like something that i think everyone can relate to being as super super horrible which is cancer and then even the power of the gods in this case couldn't save Jane um, in a way that a lot of you would probably hope or believe that could happen. Because if, if you're like, shoot, if there should be any benefits of being the the lover of a North god, <laughs> North god, it should be maybe if I get sick, I'll be okay. So I, I did like how they did that storyline. Mm-hmm. I like how they wrapped it up. Um, and I, I like Gore. I liked that he was once again um a bit a bit crazy uh especially after the doctor strange um doctor strange and mom you know multiverse of madness uh this is the second movie in a row that they've released where it's literally just been a parent going bananas going insane and and then like the logical thing was presented to them and they're just like huh but like i i'm sorry but when they got to the to the end he was there with eternity and he was like or you could just wish your daughter back instead of killing all the gods like just bring your kid back and he was like yeah well i didn't even think about like to the realization on his face uh that was one of the few times i actually sat there in the movie and i was like not them doing this again where the logic is so easily broken through, but y'all got, but at this point, they had gotten this to the end of the movie. And in, in Doctor Strange, they mentioned it to like Wanda right away in the beginning of how they were like, hey, this is the kind of dumb logic. But did she, did, you could just say she was crazy. Um, but in this one, they kind of got us towards the end. They kept the pacing up, they kept it funny. Um, it, was, it was a Thor movie. I still like Ragnarok yeah. more, um, but Love and Thunder was good. Yeah. I think with the pacing that the movie presented, I mean, it was a little... I guess they had introduced a lot of different things. I really did like the time with Mount Olympus. It was like... Yes. They are in disguise. They are going undercover. They're trying to ask Zeus for assistance to gather up an army to defeat the Butcher. But you also see the logic of Zeus saying, oh, it's a trap. We ain't gonna let you leave because we know you're gonna lead him to eternity. Well, he didn't say he would lead him to eternity. He thought that they they would lead him back to the the whatever yeah. whatever the place it was that the gods stay at. Not eternity, because yeah. they, they didn't know that um Mjolnir or Stormbreaker could be used uh as the portal to eternity because literally no one had ever gotten there. Okay. Mjolnir is not the portal for the Bifrost. Stormbreaker is literally 
have access to the Bifrost. And Stormbreaker is a He's similar going. channel of the sword that uh, Wendell have, had. Wendell? So, yeah, Wendell. Wendell. Heimdall. The Watcher of the Bifrost. Why are you using a W? What, what's his name? Heimdall. Heimdall. Okay. <laughs> I was like, who oh, is Wendell? <laughs> I was like, uh, I was like, <laughs> not me. I mean, Watching four movies and just now learning that there was a man named Wendell this entire time. Okay, but yes, no. <laughs> I know, I've seen all the movies. I know he's just hind. Okay, give me a break. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. You're good. That was just funny. Um, but yes, I'm sorry. You're right. He he needed he needed Stormbreaker um, instead of uh, Mjolnir. Yeah, because Stormbreaker's only the energy of the Bifrost to open up the portal to go to Eternity. Yes. Force in the heart of the dying star. All of that beautiful stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't think that the gods knew that. Well, at least Zeus anyway. I, I just remember him being like, if you go to him, you're going to lose. And then he could force you to bring bring him here. And he has um, the sword that can kill us. So no. No. You stay here. <laughs> Yeah, you're, stay here. <laughs> you're not you're in my eventually he will die so he won't go to eternity but like they were so sure that they were safe there instead of elsewhere I, so I have not, to some, like okay not uh, what's it called not uh the Olympian city the Olympian yeah. Does it have some protection that the God Busher can't access? I'm I'm pretty sure it is a place that you either you have to be a god like it's a place that only the gods are known to go. Or only a place like if you are close to the gods, you would know how to get there. So the yeah. same way that like the only way to get to eternity is a one specific very path, like it might be the same with Olympus, yeah. but at the same time, I do I do kind of get Zeus's logic where he's like, why the heck would I go to the man with the only thing that can kill me um, when I could just stay here and wait for him to die? Because, But we also mm -hmm. don't know how long it would have taken um, for um, Gore to die. We, we literally have no idea. Because, I mean, they said oh. he was dying once he, like, it, but that's after the sword was broken. We really don't know how long he would have lived and continued living and slaughtering gods um, before maybe. Yeah, I feel thing. like he was dying, but slowly dying because the Necro Sword, being with Null and the first symbiote connection, mm -hmm. base, uh, basically being draining your life force because the aggression of the of Null. Or embodiment of Null and a sword is draining of anyone, really. Which no, that makes total sense. But I mean, if you think, which about I also some think the sword is not is not capable with many characters in the Marvel universe either. Well, so there's all these different wielders because all these different people die because they use it. I think they also die because they just don't get a chance to kill the god for some reason. He was very capable. 
um, and gotten to the point where he was, where he was actually had a name for himself. Because the first yeah. creature that we see who had been slaughtered that had the had the god killer sword is that like it wasn't like he had this name of terror reigning through the universe. And then that's when Thor them yeah. heard of him, and they were like, "Oh, now it has a new user." Gore was able to use it and kill multiple gods in a very short period of time. And I think, yes, it does slowly kill you, but I think that it is also aware that in order for it to accomplish its mission of killing off gods, it can't just zap you down right away. Which is why, yeah. which is why, like Jane using Mjolnir, every time she lets go of it you know, it's she's instantly super weak. She goes back to her original yeah. form. It's like like an anime girl transformation. But this, this dude's over here killing God. Yeah, in- okay. okay, you bring up an interesting fact. I think it's the energy input of great weapons come great cost. So yeah. the, the great cost of your humanity is the sacrifice for using the weapon at such degree. And the way you use it the longer you use it, has more demental effects on your health. Oh, for sure. And, and I power mean, the user. Yeah, I, and I think the only difference in this case, like, I don't think that if Jane had been healthy and been using Mjolnir, um, that she would have expired as quickly as she did. Honestly, I don't know what it means for a human to be able to wield the power of Thor. Because we only saw Captain America do it for like a short fight um, when he finally got to pick up the hammer. <laughs> and that was really exciting. Okay, well, what I think Mjolnir and the energy output for it is willpower. And yes. strong, okay, the longer you have the willpower, the longer you can use it. So I think with a person like Captain America, he can probably use it for a couple of years before he feels the effects. Or it could be just that. Jane was so weak that the energy exhausted through Mjolnir couldn't, it was seen to be a weakness because she didn't have, yeah. she was in weak standing anyway. I mean, so it would I, be the equivalent I of don't like really giving know the energy input energy. of using Mjolnir because Mjolnir only really deems who is worthy to use it in the first place. So, with actual user, with uh, I think the, the other person who can use it, which is the horse. Guy, Bojack, something not Bojack Horseman. Shoot, never like, mind. Whoa. The other user What's of Mjolnir that can actually use it and actually use Stormbreaker in the comics basically oh, seems okay, to okay, okay. using it. So I think if you have a worthy adversary to use the power, you don't really have to be an Asgardian heritage to use it. No, you don't have to, and I don't think that's how. That's not how Mjolnir works especially not at least in the movie context it's it, they've already hinted before that whoever is worthy and that's the wording for it is whoever's worthy but the the sword to kill gods it does the exact same thing they did that parallel um this yin yang where it's like it also chooses its user um and in this case it's also draining the life from the person it's using but this is a constant thing that it does We've never seen before with Mjolnir, like, Thor's been like, okay, you can use it, but literally I have to tell you that you can only use it for a short period of time because your your body's not compatible with it. In this case, we know that this sword kills its user and it curses them. 
that comes with the the guide that's in, in the manual. Um, I just don't know how fast it kills you because he also Buddy was close to death when we saw him. He he had just yeah. lost his daughter. He hadn't eaten or drink water in days, and he had just begun eating like some fruit and drinking some water. I don't even think he drank the water. He just kind of swam in it. So it's like to be that close to death and then get chosen and have this darkness coursing through your vein and still be able yeah. to fight as well as he did. That's why I feel like for that sword, maybe it it kills you, but it kills you way slower than the gods were giving yeah. you credit for. So that's oh, yeah. sitting up in also, Mount Olympus. Another trope that we great. usually see is usually the capability of people of great power with the enemy side is typically uh, comes with great power, but it also comes at a great cost. So that's usually a big theme that we see. I appreciate in, you, <laughs> you finding a way to say that without saying the Spider-Man line. I thought you were going to Uncle Ben us really quick, but never mind. <laughs> power comes great responsibility? Yeah. What? It doesn't make any sense in the context I was talking about. I mean, it's still a great responsibility. Jane has to get those kids back. So there's always someone's death being caused eventually due using that great technique. But they achieve it through hacking or bypassing certain conditions. Which you also see in main heroes, too. When they use certain abilities to bypass certain responsibilities or ways to do the power that cut through it cost them great effects on their life all the time. We see that anyway too. So there's both sides. I mean I, I still can argue that technically the responsibilities is still there. Like to be worthy in order to pick up Thor's hammer typically means yeah. you are also willing to take on the responsibility of a Thor and in this case for Jane she knew she had to go get those kids back. Like, if she would have been like, well, we can always have more. Like, that hammer would have dropped from her hands so fast. Like, I think there still comes a great responsibility that's there. But in order for us not to, you know, jump off of uh, the curtails of Spider-Man. Okay. Yes. Well, that brings up another point that's kind of interesting. I think it's a good break- uh, breakthrough point, transition point. Is Mjolnir and Stormbreaker are sentient weapons? Yes. We see that constantly throughout the movie. Mjolnir chose Jane to be a temporary user. Mjolnir knew that the capability of her using it was limited. But chose her anyway, knowing that it was, it was reforged, not reforged, we. Reformed. Assembled. It was reformed because it's Shadow from Hella. Yes. It wasn't reforged because it, it'd be intact. So it reformed, gave her the power. Also, we see the constant mention of Mjolnir with Thor and how Stormbreaker is really getting mad at Thor for thinking about going back to Mjolnir. Well, I think I think we know that Thor wasn't going to go back to Mjolnir. I think it's more of a <laughs> they the, the way anyway. they played that one. Yeah, the way they played that one was actually really really funny. Well, yeah, he went back to Mjolnir 
after, you know, Jane died and now he has a kid. So I think Stormbreaker was like, we have bigger things to worry about as a family. But I like, I do like the fact that they, they really did upplay the fact that they're sentient um, beings, which then when you go back and watch older movies uh, for Thor, you can maybe see where they hint at that a bit more or how much they play it up in the other ones. But in this one, they cranked it up to a hundred. And either you loved it or you hate it. Like that's, I think that's one of the main things that I saw people give a um, a negative perspective on, even if they liked the movie. They were like, I didn't like this ongoing joke. <laughs> and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah. I thought it was great. The ongoing joke with the weapons being mad at, mad at the user? Or, well, it wasn't, or, it wasn't even like, it was just like you're there being okay. like, dude, yeah, I'm okay. with somebody else now. <laughs> to, to do back the pact that he had with Millionaire before, and then Jane trying to get Stormbreaker was up the part that was also funny too. When did she try and get Stormbreaker? They grab each other's weapons from each other. Oh, I was like, when did they? It was trying to grab but she was also trying to grab Stormbreaker too. Apparently, mm-hmm. Jane can also wield Stormbreaker as well. So. Well, I also don't think that Stormbreaker... Like, they never hinted that Stormbreaker was mad at Jane. Stormbreaker was annoyed with Thor mm. because it was like, hey, the heck you do it? And he's like, nothing, just just talking, just talking. You know, it's fine. I'm with you now. I thought that part yeah. was really funny. And I, I thought or, that they did it really well. Olympus, it's really mad because it's just sit there waiting and then get used. Oh, what for? Thunderball. When they were fighting with Zeus. This is oh. <laughs> I think Stormbreaker got even madder at that. I I think it. I think the biggest one definitely was when he was like, "All right, I'm off." And he tried to basically fly off and use, um, you, you know, like go and find the children in the very beginning. And Stormbreaker just sends him crashing back through the entrance um, for uh, New Asgard. But it progressive, I think. I think they also stopped it at a good point, like both right before we get to the fight with the big bad, right before you know we have to deal with the saving of the children and all this other cool mm-hmm. stuff and the resolution and Jane's death, all that. They they at least were like, okay, let's wrap up this this kind of like jealous sentient weapon storyline um in the pouring of the beer on on Stormbreaker was so stupid but such a thor thing to do i actually laughed out loud at that part oh, i yeah. think it's time yeah, for your first beer and I'm, like, what? <laughs> I'm like you are literally traveling like literally the definition of drinking and driving he just pours beer on top of his weapon I lost it. I thought it was so stupid. It's such yeah. a, it's... <laughs> or the part that Stormbreaker was punishing Thor at New Asgard when he went to the church, like the uh, I think the council hall went up. Yes, yeah, and then him back. and then held him back to the arc. And I think oh, I will God. say I think that may be the only difference in regards to. Mjolnir and Stormbreaker. Uh, the Stormbreaker yeah. has a bit more of this like 
I don't know, a catty personality out of the two yeah. because like Thor's like, we need to go save the children. And it's like, oh, so your ex is here? So you want to talk about that? And I'm like, oh, wow, we're really, we're really going to hold up the plot for this? And they, they said, absolutely. We are absolutely holding up the plot. <laughs> for this yeah, but like, they a- like, it, has con- it had substance to it, though. Like, Typically, I'm not the plot, but like if it's actually done really well, who cares? It's no, and it was a good way. It was a good way for them to continue the story instead of it being because if if there wasn't that like situational altercation, yeah, more likely, like he would have went directly, found the children, and maybe had lost Stormbreaker, and then we would have had a different storyline or something. But I like how they did it, and I thought it was really funny. It was a good way to like put in some humor. Um, yeah, and it was and it was quick jokes, and they got back to whatever they were doing. Yeah, but also keeping the Thor essence too. Yeah, Thor is so. like used to be cocky, used to not know everything, used to not think things through. See, we see him thinking things through now, but now still in. Instead of thinking things through like he did in the past, he has to get back over the fact that he was in love with Jane the entire time and being constantly reminded of Jane when she's literally there. Yes. And I I like that they revisited it. I also um, appreciated the line where... Um, where she was like, oh, like, what's it been? Like, three years? And he's like, eight years, seven months. <laughs> like, four days. He's like, ah, oh, but who's counting? I thought that was really funny because I also had forgotten how long it had been um, in actual we also, time. It also, that one line literally says that Jane was actually a, a victim of the blip, too. Huh? Jane disappeared in the five years in the blip. Did she? I honestly can't remember yeah. which side characters disappeared. Her character is three years. Thor's perspective is eight years. Thor never disappeared in the blip. The blip. But she no, did. No, no, I know that. Oh, I didn't, I didn't yeah. even realize that she disappeared. Whoop. Honestly, it's See, because... we didn't know that until the movie that that's what they said in the trailer as well. We didn't know that oh. fact until we so we didn't know that fact until they revealed it in the movie. And it's such a small detail and people are missing it. Oh, you know what? You you are right. Yeah. She did get blipped. I, I hate that they uh they they never, that way. Like, okay, with everything going on. Loki dying three times, uh, Asgard being destroyed. We never heard anything from Jane. Like we heard that they want, they, we know they weren't together anymore. But like, it's like totally a twist on everything. Having her come back and then Thor realizing he made a mistake, not leaving her and not being there and not being busy, and then. Both of them being busy with their lives, one being a scientist, one being a hero. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think it literally took them being reunited. Because we they dropped yeah. hints of Jane beforehand. Like, um, yeah. 
in in Ragnarok before they go and see Odin. Um, and they're sitting in front of where the nursing home was when the girls come up and they're like, hey, sorry to hear Jane dumped you. And he was like, it, it was a mutual dumping. Like, they have that short moment so we know that they've been broken up. Um, but I think they, it still didn't register. We didn't know hmm. why they dumped. We didn't know why they left. Like, all that stuff wasn't answered. Yeah, that, yeah no, they, they held on to that one for a hot minute. That's why I thought it was pretty good. But also, I thought it was just funny because it's literally showing that like Thor's on top of it. <laughs> he, he's like he's he's a, he does seem like a big, big dumb muscle man, but he he's smart and he has feelings. <laughs> it was so funny. She's like, okay, well, huh, back to fight, and then he's just going through it. So I I did yeah. like that they kind of re you know revitalized their love story. Um, and they finished it out in a way that was very, very, very sweet. But granted, yeah. uh, I was I was telling my friend when we went to go see it, because um, I knew beforehand. I was like, somebody dying. It's probably gonna be Jane. If I'm being honest, it's just that statistically with Marvel movies, when it comes to love interests, there's very few happy endings that we have where. The yeah. two people are actually together. Like we have what Ant Man. Um, uh, I haven't seen any of the new Spider Man, but I'm going to assume Tom Holland and his Zendaya are together. Tom Holland. Okay. Uh, I think the implication for the next one, no one has memory of him, not even Doctor Strange, and that's what we left off with. So at some point, Lawrence's love interest is his love interest doesn't remember him, but at the same oh, time, he's going to have to get, she's going to somehow earn it back or get the memories back or something revealing the memories of him being Spider-Man, but also but wait, knowing who he was. Is it, I, I'm going to have to assume that Doctor Strange remembers him because in Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness, um, when he's talking to America, he mentions Spider Man. He's like, Oh, in this universe, we have a guy named Spider Man. And then they have that whole okay. joke about the web. The movie he missed in that movie was okay. The identity of Spider Man and the identity of Tom Holland, or Peter Parker, I mean, Tom Holland. But Peter Parker, the identity of Peter Parker, no one knows the identity of Spider-Man. No, no. You the original Avengers knew the identity of him? Peter Parker. Peter Parker and Spider-Man are... Peter Parker no longer exists. Do no people one has know no that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? And these No. When the... Okay. When the... When everything came with the multiverse... With mm-hmm. Spider-Man, does that mm-hmm. uh, the Ultimate of Madness? The cost of restoring everything back is that no one knew Peter Parker anymore. They will forget Peter Parker. Even Doctor Strange himself would forget Peter Parker. But, the but they idea, still know a Spider-Man. Basically, means no one on Earth knows Peter Parker. Meaning, none of his friends know Peter Parker to be Spider-Man. Meaning, oh, I see what you mean. I thought you meant like he got wiped off the board, and I was like, "What?" No, no, they no, mentioned no. him. 
he Spider-Man is mentioned, yes. Because Spider-Man is still in the world view. But any recognition... Parker, yeah. They are no longer together. Okay, they sort of just... They just never the, world no longer knew, All right. the, the world no longer knows the identity of Spider-Man. No, no. Now but all of this is making sense. I mean, like, granted, no matter how much you explain, I haven't seen any of the movies. Wanted to forbid everyone knowing his identity. And as a result of doing that, no one will remember him. So the story. Yes, this no, this, this is making sense now. that fact. Yes, no, I understand now. I just didn't get the the mom thing. I was like, but they know Spider Man there, but that makes sense. If they just don't know who Peter Parker is, because that's his secret identity, and then he somehow messed up his timeline, so now no one remembers him. That that makes total sense. I again should probably watch those movies, but I just. Don't want to. <laughs> Just, I, I, I don't need to. I haven't missed anything in the Marvel universe because I haven't watched it. So, but thank you for explaining. Now I know that if uh he pops up again and people are like, "Who's this kid?" That that's why. No one's gonna know. know. Well, exactly. People are gonna say, "Who is this kid?" Because they don't yeah. know who he is. Yeah. You know another thing that I don't really like that the movie did. They did not introduce us to the names of Tooth Grinder and Tooth Smasher. They what? didn't name the goats at all. Oh, they didn't name the goats? No! I think that was a good move. Why? Because of how much was going on in the Thor movie. To me, that's such a small, minute detail. But it's also so absurd that it was already absurd enough with Thor. Like there was a lot, there was a lot of parts when you're watching Thor, especially like when they crash into the planet. Yeah. Really close yeah. to these. But I think the the screaming goats, the the ridiculous like ridiculousness of like uh, Thor and his love triangle with his two weapons and the ex girlfriend and the god killer, and the gods. I think all that was enough to sustain the movie, but if you yeah. would have told me the names, if they would have named those those loud goats, I would have lost it. I would have been like, too much. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally. Okay. The actual name is Tooth Grinder and Tooth Nasher. It's actually based on the actual mythology of Thor. So those goats, he was supposed to have the entire time. It just now it's being brought from the comics into the Thor movie. After the fact. You know how they do it, things. Everything's after the fact or before the fact. We'll misstrew details put together and bear, there you go. Yeah, no. I, I agree with that. I just think that it, maybe in the next movie or they might just drop a hit next time we see Thor where people are like, yeah. why do you have goats? And he'll be like, they have names, and you know that they'll do that. But I, I do think them already being screaming magical goats was enough. <laughs> like honestly, like giving them names would would have been too much. And also, like even if you read 
um, the comics or the mythos, I, it's definitely different yeah. than hearing the goats screaming. Their scream or is so ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's so distracting. <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. It was also the delayed scream after they hit the planet. Like, they hit the planet, and then you hear, hear <laughs> yo, why are you screaming now? Why didn't you scream on the way here? Like, they just—they were just ridiculous the entire time. So I'm okay with this. Like, I don't know. Are they magical goats or are they just regular goats? They're definitely well, magical actually, no, goats. They're they're at least goats. So, yeah, they're, 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 space. they're space goats. Like they're space dolphins. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Okay, you know what? Okay. So, like, it's a new Guardian movie that's coming out that came out before Thor. Uh, no. Mm -hmm. Thor came out before the new Guardian movie. Mm -hmm. Would Thor be in the new Guardian movie, or was Thor joining the Guardians of the Galaxy not a movie at all? Um, I honestly believe that he might show up in Guardians of the Galaxy. But I do not believe he's going to be like a main character in there. I I think what happened is that when Thor went off with them, you know, at the after Endgame and everything like that, and like him also having been on their ship, people got it in their mind that somehow they there was going to be this new combo team. Um, but they're their own separate franchises, and I think that there's more money to be made. This is genuinely what I think. I don't think they're just going to do it because it makes more money if they keep the franchises separate rather than do Thor in the Guardians of the Galaxy or the Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor together. They're just going to have them kind of show up. Because again, he he was with them for obviously a long period of time um, yeah. after you know all the stuff with Thanos and bringing yeah. people back. His buddy got tattoos of all his fallen friends. Like he's going through a lot, and he had been yeah, on that man, guy for oh, long enough that with a back tattoo. Oh god, that was that was so ridiculous. But he had been sitting there for long <laughs> enough for like Stormbreaker to take roots in that mountainside. So I really do believe that he has been with them for a while. So they might show snippets of that, like they did in this movie. But they're not going to do the thing again where they have, like, it's not going to be a full movie with Thor there. And I doubt they're going to kill off Thor in another franchise's movie casually. Like, they've built him up so much that I think, if anything, if we lose Thor, it'll be in, like, the next Thor movie. Or in the next, and, like, they're building, this is, like, the middle portion. And I think phase. Okay. Okay, I don't really like think Thor is going to be killed anytime soon because we literally have the new Avengers coming up too. Yes. So Thor is going to be a part of the new Avengers because some of the new Avengers are actually going to be from the, the children that we saw in New Asgard. So yeah. I'm just waiting for them to introduce they, Doctor Doom. They, they, they will actually. They, will, they are introducing Doctor Doom at some point. No, no, I am. I'm just well, waiting. I'm waiting to see where he's gonna come up because, as far like they did, they did the com. They just had Comic Con wrap up in San Francisco, um, and San Diego, whatever. San Diego, San Diego. Yes, 
Um, but anyway, uh, they did reveal like what the rest of phase four of Marvel movies and shows are going to be and how that's going to like stop out towards the winter or so of this year and then what phase five looks like. But nothing has hinted at where Doctor Doom is going to pop up. So there's no Fantastic Four that's coming up. Um, and we already had no... the Fantastic Four movie. Well, actually, wasn't the Fantastic Four was a new movie? Or was that already released? Um, they did have the new movie, but that wasn't Marvel. Yeah, I mean, that was well, actually, they only have. I think they are bringing Fantastic Four at some point, but they're well, also yeah, bringing. They, they hinted, I think they hinted bring, at it. They're bringing. Well, I know World War Hawk is coming. That also means that the Illuminati is coming back. So some version of Tony Stark is going to be back in the universe. Um, I think that rather than Tony Stark, it's going to be Reed Richards. Um, because they've already hinted that there's a Reed Richards on on the Earth that okay. we know as our main Earth. Well, yeah, because I think, the multiverse is open. I think that uh, I think that's also going to happen that the alternative version of Tony Stark is like in the background, but not like brought back officially. Like he's a member. I don't know if they're going to do. I don't know if they're going to do Tony. I think I think he's a member, but he's not in official capacity. He's not coming back. So. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of avenues for them to take and other characters for them to go down. Um, that doesn't to have to be... Illuminati, though. What? I, like, I don't know. The Illuminati in the comics has been really heavily Reed Richards, Xavier, Black Bolt, and Iron Man. Yes, but so, now, that we have the, now that we have the multiverse, They've shown us a version of the um well, oh god the Illuminati um but it didn't have yeah. Iron Man on there so um, I honestly unless Tony um Jesus Christ unless Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> the actual actor decides to and he could if he wants to but the man made so much money and he's done I'd be like I don't feel like suiting up um they might just really have any other character be br- kind of brought in. That they've still yeah. built up through these other releases and installments. Oh. Because again, the Marvel Universe is so huge and there's so many iconic characters and, and they are coming out with next year as well. So like in the new trailer for Wakanda um two, Wakanda Forever, they show a yeah. hint at Ironheart doing the exact same um kind of like scene yeah. that we see in the first Iron Man. So I don't think that they're going to bring him back. Um, yeah. I think that it's going to be something, someone else who's going to take up the mantle. Ooh. And there's we have other smart guys. I love Tony, mm-hmm. but I think that I think that how they wrapped up his story, if they bring him back, it's going to kind of undermine all of the pain that they put people through for money. But it's not Iron Man, it's someone else. They can always do that. I don't think it. I don't think it matters. Then I think people are going to be like, "Nope." Yeah. So, and also, you know, well, I think that Love and Thunder will be established. 
was the fact that you can be dying, but something else comes from it. Like, you're not dying in vain. Very true. I also think that it's kind of hard to say thing that um, has always been a crux or like a downfall of a lot of the villains or just a lot of like people yeah. who turn into villains is that loss and grief isn't isn't just selective. It like encompasses everybody. Everyone's touched by it. Uh, but that doesn't give you the right to go and harm and hurt others for like yeah. your own satisfaction. Because like even if you're like the gods suck, they don't help anyone. We don't need them. It's better to create a society where you guys are self-sustained and you guys make your own power and you protect yourselves rather than killing the gods and risking like. You don't you don't do complete the job and the gods retaliate, or when you actually need yeah. help and only people who were powerful enough to help you are now dead. Amen. And you're doing this to other civilizations and other people, even even to the gods who were actually caring for like the ones under their under realm. Like uh the big giant dinosaur one that Thor was like he was the nicest god you'll ever meet. There and like yeah. the people were mourning his death. Gore had no right to just show up at other people's like worlds and murder their gods yeah. because oh yeah you know his god his god was a jerk and unfortunately it seems like a lot of the sun gods are jerks <laughs> his god was like a god of the sun like oh yeah aftermath of Zeus being introduced he survived and we have Hercules mm-hmm. coming okay. That right there, the introduction of Hercules and the announcement there's a live action Hercules happening is kind of weird. Disney is going to do a live action Hercules. So is Disney doing a live action? Okay, but uh, my question is this. Are they doing a live action action Hercules with actual Hercules more of Disney? Or are they going to do like a crossover with Marvel's Hercules. I think it's going to be a mix because even the Hercules that's in the comic has some basis to Greek mythology Hercules. So I I think they'll be able yeah. to blend both um, the same way that Thor is a North mythology god, but he also was made into yeah. a comic book character. I don't see that being an issue. As long as they don't, so we're going to have. Are we going to have two different Hercules, or we're just going to have one Hercules? What do you mean two different Hercules? Because there's been announcement there's a live action Hercules movie being made, but the more so brothers are literally the persons making that live action movie, who made Avengers. I think it's going to be the same Hercules. So you think the live-action Hercules and the Hercules and the Marvel Universe are going to be the same? Isn't it from the same lineup? Well, we got introduced to the Hercules in Love and Thunder. Yeah, but, but it's the Hercules So is that movie, same actor I mean, going to be the live-action Hercules? But it, it's coming from Marvel, Hercules. though, right? 
No, 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 no. Why? Okay, Disney made an announcement that it's going to be a live action Hercules movie. Oh, I Basically, see. Basically, they're taking you, their Hercules animated movie and put it into live action. No, I do not. So we're going to have two that. different Hercules in the at one time. In, in, at one time. I don't but think that's going to happen. But there will be in the same cinematic think, universe. So maybe not. It could be. So do you think the live action Hercules will be the same Hercules that we saw in Love and Thunder? No. Mm-mm. Okay, great. So we're going to need another Hercules after Dwayne the Rock Johnson was the last Hercules. Okay. I was going to say, we already had a Hercules who was the Rock. But also, at the same time, we can't, we're not giving Hercules to Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Because that man just does whatever role doesn't require a shirt or a very tight shirt. Like, he's literally going to be Black Adam. <laughs> and also, you cannot tell me if you took clips from Black Adam, not the ones when he's in his suit and using his powers, but if you took the clips of him being back in like old, old like ancient civilization, his family being killed, yeah. take those scenes. Those are just that's the same storyline for freaking Hercules. Hercules does the same stuff in his own mythology where his family like gets killed and dies, and it's kind of like his own fault. Like you could literally yeah. take some of those clips. And then take some, and then just take some of the clips from the actual, uh, the Rock Hercules movie. Just to mix them together, and you would have, you wouldn't be able to tell. You would have no idea. So yeah. I don't. I think that we could have a new Hercules for the Marvel movies, and then have one that might be more geared really towards kids, or it could be a Hercules that's just to get that nostalgia going again for people who love. Um, the 1990 the original anime. release. Well, okay. I think if they're doing the live action, I really don't think... I mean, it'd be really cool if they did the same Hercules. That'd be actually probably awesome. But I don't know if that would happen the way, you know, people thinking. But I don't know. That's a... Uh... I don't know, that's speculation. If it is like that, that would be a big plot twist that I didn't expect. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm more interested to see how they're going to kind of have Thor and Hercules throw down. Um, oh, yeah. Hercules, Hercules has and... crazy feats in the comics. Oh, yeah. And don't forget Hawk all the time, too. And yeah. Hercules has been in all the different Team up mashups, like, like he's in. The, I think, I think maybe yeah. because of what we saw with Zeus, and also people who don't read the it, comics, there's no reason to like get on them if for not knowing these. I things, don't even like, okay. There's so much comic lore that I just watch so a bunch of videos lore. about the comics. Yeah, I'll spend like <laughs> three hours watching videos about the comics to get update on the lore. Look, it's it's a very rare combo to find. An avid like manga reader and a, a avid yeah. comic book reader bound into one person because it's so much time, it's so much lore, and also there's so many like rip offs when it comes to comic books. Yeah. Like you could, they can literally be having four or five different storylines going at one time, um, and you yeah. just sit 
in like your bookstore and you're just reading. So I I know that not everyone knows how many seats there are for Hercules, but I also do think that uh, because they made Zeus so underwhelming, I'm sorry to say that, that's something that I also dislike. They made Zeus look real weak. <laughs> real weak. Like, he did all okay. his stuff. Well, think, okay. he, like, Zeus, okay, the introduction of Zeus, I think he was cocky. He's like Thor in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Overconfident, knowing that he can't be matched, underestimating Thor. And when Gord was struck with the Thunderbolt, that sent a fury in Thor to get revenge on Zeus. So that interaction, I think, is what Zeus had happened to him. He underestimated, survive. But after the incident, he's seen that superheroes is being idolized more than the gods, so he's taking war back to humanity and Thor's like the uh, No, 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 no. He's he's sending Hercules. Okay, here's the point. He's sending Hercules after Thor because he wants to throw the superhero off a peg and not get them focused on the superheroes. Yes. He also also wants... Yeah, I think it's revenge more. It's unfortunately, uh, Zeus kind of represents Thor's father in the same sense. Yeah, when you have these old gods, and also the god whose name I cannot think of that was killed in the very beginning of the movie, another sun yeah. god, another god who represents his light. Yeah. Um, they have this confidence and cockiness where it's like you you should always be subjected to my greatness. You should always bow down. And what I say goes. Oh, yeah. But for him, he's using it as like, oh, the superheroes are to blame. But this, in that instance, it wasn't a superhero issue. It wasn't like yeah. Thor was stopping the god killer for humanity. Thor was stopping the god killer for the gods. Like, it was for them. Yeah. So I think, I think Zeus was more so making that speech. One, in front of all the beautiful girls, who literally fainted when he accidentally like stripped off too much of his clothes. Um, He's saying that in front of his like female like servants. So it's an ego thing. And then also he's saying it to his son to make it seem like the reason for him to basically wage a war against superheroes is because they're trying to displace the power of the gods. But in reality, he, he just fell off. It was going to be honest. Like he, he also fell off his platform, but in real life, he fell off. He, they, they're not taking care of their subjects. They, they have a competition, like uh, you know those box tops that you could do as kids, where yeah. you could see how many you could submit for your school to mm. win something. They're like, oh, let's see how many human souls could be sacrificed in this god's name. That was a competition, and so I don't think yeah. it's ever going to be. The real reason is that superheroes are popular, even though they save oh, half the universe. And I think it's I think that's yeah. just a lie to Urk of his son. Don't forget we have Thor Odinson actually humbleized as a human instead of just a god as well. He was stripped yeah. of his power to become a human. So the humans, the humanity 
was restored in doing that. As see, as much as vital that Odin was, and I think, like, in the third movie with Ragnarok, with him dying, it passed on what he meant for Thor, and the different lore for Thor. Mm. So losing his father, losing it. Okay, there's not many characters in Marvel has lost so much than Thor. Of course, they lost some people. You know, Hawkeye might be devastated or whatever. But like, Thor no, lost Hawkeye Loki like seven times. He lost Odin. Hela was lost. Jane was lost. Mm-hmm. He broke up with Jane. I feel like I feel Hato like you, Asgard you lost. Uh-huh. Asgard. I, I, <laughs> like this. I don't, okay, okay. okay. I don't see anyone having that much loss. Okay, the good door died. Okay, great. Ooh, let's just call that. Okay, there's there's other heroes that have been through a lot. Um, yes, I will say maybe canonically for the Marvel movies, Thor has lost a ridiculous amount. But well, we don't maybe he should. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why do you think so much to humanize Thor? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think that he lost more than he should. Based off of yeah. based off of his uh, like mythology and actual history yeah. in our world, in the comics, Thor's pretty on point. I and also yeah. the reason he I think they make him lose so much is because he's a god. Like, and I think yeah. saying that no matter how much you say it, so to us we're like he's a god. Oh, he lost his brother. But if you say Hawkeye lost his his wife or his daughter, like he's a human, he only has so many years to live. This is a god who's lived hundreds and hundreds of years. And because he's so cocky when he's introduced, now that they have him now being this super sad guy, and the worst part is that they make a humor out of how sad he is. But it's like, y'all kill everybody he loves. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then only left a tiny population. And he's not even king over that. He gave that up to somebody else. So I I think the reason why they knocked him down so much is because it's very hard to sympathize with gods, which is also yeah. why that's why they can make an entire movie about god killers. Because did you really feel sad for when they get the screen and there was all the distress signals about gods who have been killed? Do you feel bad for any of them? I didn't. Like I was like outside of the one that Thor was like. He was the nicest god you ever know. I was like, I was like, oh, but like everyone else, okay. and even the god you know, of Olympus. In the comics, it take it goes. You go to like even more gods, and you have a lot more backstory. Well, in the movie, yeah. they show who died, but they can't really show why they died. The fight of them dying as much because oh, no, it no, just no. Like, I... they can't flesh it out. Yeah, I don't need him to flesh it out. I'm just saying, I think if you, yeah, I think if you, like, if, for instance, if we're comparing, say, say Gorb made it, say he, he was successful in his plans, um, you know, very. Do we really need something like One Piece where there's barely no, any death? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, 
if you have this wipe out all the gods no no seriously if you had if Christian Bale wiped out all the gods you know say we have this instance where he does succeed he kills all the gods the only gods we're really connected to are Thor and maybe a handful of others who we saw that were kind of cute like the like Bao like Bao was cute like a god for, for yeah. Bao buns that's adorable but um, well, yeah. but com- that compared to Thanos wiping out like half of yeah. all of the universe's life, um, we don't even know if that even affected the gods. So I think when we see the gods, if we would have saw the gods get wiped out, and then maybe some way Jane um, and Valkyrie were able to get to eternity and make their wish if there was a second chance to do one, then that, that could have been maybe different, but I don't think it would have been as emotional. I just don't feel like people have as emotion, emotional, like... Well, we, okay. we don't know if the gods any were affected by the blip. But we also know that the gods are not immune to such blip event. So, and we also saw the internals on literally Mount Olympus. But, again... That doesn't make me feel bad for them because the entire, look, the entire Eternals movie and this is what I think is like why it's going to be very hard for them to make another Eternals movie or incorporate them in other stuff is because the biggest question everyone had is like we finished Endgame and the very next movie you release is a movie about intergalactic superheroes with the power to create life and weld life and, and build and make gods to create more life. And they did nothing when it came to Thanos. So to me, I have the feeling that that means gods or creatures at that level of power are unaffected by conflict. Because also the people, like, like the gods at Olympus, you would think that like, hey, aren't you guys concerned because maybe some of y'all lost five years? Maybe that's nothing to a god. But still, they would be pretty pissed off if someone decided to like take a, take them out, and then they got lucky to come back. How about this? This is a, here's something. What if the downfall of the gods really like they were already declining centuries old? But what if it, like half of the earth gone really sank the gods, and everyone coming back didn't come back to the gods that were left? That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that religion in general got majorly screwed after the blip, and maybe that yeah. could be a reason why Zeus is like, how dare they look to the heroes and not us? It could honestly be because after the blip happened, the only people yeah. who actually did something were superheroes from around the universe and not the oh, gods yeah. that these people had prayed to. So, like, five years goes by and Iron Man who you've seen at eating Burger King in your local LA is the guy that brings back your mom, but the God you've been praying to hasn't done anything. Now that makes sense for why you're like, let me go sit my son. Let's go do something. I am an old yeah. man who got hit by my own weapon, and that's kind of embarrassing. But that would make oh more God. sense. <laughs> that was so bad. That was embarrassing. Who picked him up after? Did someone come get him, or did they just say, Yikes! And like leave them there. You never know. see the aftermath of this. 
True. We just see him falling, and then we see him in the post credit scene. It's like, okay, yeah. he survived. I didn't think that, like, I, hopefully that doesn't kill him. That we just met him. Like, what the fuck? If they just killed him, like, I, oh, he's killed. I he's thought they killed, killed him. Like, I'm going to be honest. I did not think that was a fake out. I really thought I really they killed him. I, I 